With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for a brand new time of day. Uh, we start these shows now slightly later. Half an hour is all you got to wait a little bit extra till 10am. Uh, slight move. I think it's easy to remember that, to be honest. 10am over 9.30. So uh, welcome. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're well. Bailey, thank you so much for joining me, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I heard it move to 10 because you wanted an extra half an hour in bed, TC. Oh, uh, was that what you heard? Or did I? Unbelievable <laughs> scenes. Unbelievable. As many people know, I'm I'm doing shows at 8am anyway, mate. So, you know, it can't be that. That can't be the reason. Chris, how you doing, fella? Any any idea yeah. why, you know, you want to come up with a funny excuse as to why we've moved this either? <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't. Can't can't give a reason, I'm afraid. Um, I thought Bailey's was a good show, actually. Um, but, you know, maybe with the way he's saying it, maybe it's because he wanted an extra half an hour. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Um, but, no, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Bailey, as well. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Hope everyone's keeping well. As they say, whoever slept it, dealt it, I think, <laughs> is what it is. Uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're well. And thank you for joining us. Uh, there's a few topics that we've got to discuss on this morning's agenda. Firstly, a massive congratulations on the international center, Thomas Partey, who, of course, helped Ghana progress to the World Cup finals. And uh, also, we saw William Saliba Bailey get his first start in a French national shirt. Does, what more can this guy do to convince Mikel Arteta he deserves a place in the squad next season? There is literally nothing more he could do. I think if you set him out on loan, the expectations you expect him to hit, that is it. He's ticked every single box. He's one of the best defenders in the league and he showed it with his stats and now he's mm. in the in the squad of the World Cup champions. What else can he actually do? Uh, maybe win the league of Marseille, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, next season, I think we really do have to fight to keep him. He's going to be one of the best centre-backs uh, in Europe in the coming years, it's clear to see. Uh, Deschamps thinks so, people in France think so, and he's shown it in Ligue 1, so now it's time for him to show it in the Premier League. He has shown he's ready to be our first centre-back at the at the very least, so let's bring him back next season, Arteta. The worry is, as Bailey said there, Chris, is that he says third centre-back. I mean, Saliba's not going to be happy enough with that, and there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to offer him a place after seeing him play for the French national side. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you want to be a starter, you want to be a regular in the team, of course. But um, look, Saliba's still young. We've got to remember that. Um, but I hope over the last couple of seasons, he's learned a lot. He's developed a lot as a, as a player and, and as a person. And he's realised um, even more what it's going to take to, to make it at Arsenal Football Club. And patience is going to be key. You know, he's... Uh, I think he's already had to uh, have a lot of patience, obviously, over the last couple of seasons because he, we've seen him loaned out a couple of times. He's obviously had to, to develop away from the club. Arteta doesn't think he was quite ready. And um, the decision was taken to, to loan him out. Um, I think it was the right decision looking back. And I think he's, he's developed 
um, and done very well because of the loan. And he's managed to get his head get head down, get con- consistent game time, which is what he absolutely needed at this stage of his career. But if he, like I said, if he wants to make it at Arsenal Football Club and if he wants to have a future here, that's down to him at the end of the day. He's got to come back at the end of the season again, get his head straight back down again after obviously having a break. He deserves it. He's played a lot of games this season, which just highlights how important he's been for Marseille. But, you know, after the break, he's got to get his head back down, work hard in training, impress the manager, impress his teammates as well. Because, I mean, look, the, the, the people he's potentially going to be playing with and training with on a regular basis. And if he can do that, then I'm confident he'll have a future. He'll have a, a, a role to play next season. But with the hard work and, and the performances that Gabriel and Ben White, for instance, have put in this season, how well they've they've done and... Um, adjusted to the, the, their new surroundings over the car, past couple of seasons. Obviously, Gabriel came in first. Ben White joined um, from Brighton. You know, 50 million price tag on his name. There's a lot of pressure, but he's done ever so well. Now he's starting for England, you know. It, it, he can't simply come back in and take one of their places. It wouldn't be fair. You've got to work hard for it, you know. And this is what I like to see in this Arsenal squad, healthy competition, we sort of let Ramsdale at the start of the season. Obviously, he's become sort of the the, the regular and Mick Arteta's favourite now. But um, we've got competition all over the, the, the pitch, really. Um, maybe, um, obviously, there's certain areas where this needs to imp- be improved. But um, obviously, Rob Holden's still here as well. And, um, you know, there's the four centre-backs that uh, are going to be competing to, to stay or become the regulars under Mikard Setti, you know, obviously Gabriel and White are the favourites at the moment and rightly so. But um, Saliba won't want to be on the bench every week, you know, especially after the consistent game time he's been getting this season. So he's got to come in and work hard, as simple as that really. And he's um, he's got to work to impress the manager. And if he does that, and if he gets his head down, um, stays patient, then I, I, I have no doubt his chances will come. But the question is, at the end of the season, will Saliba want to do that? Mm, that is the question. Uh, Abrek says Saliba can challenge for a starting place against Tommy Yasu, Gabriel and White. Europe is a looming and more games have to be played. We also didn't pick up major injuries this season and that could change very quickly. It could indeed. Um, the big question, though, is is who Arsenal obviously will sign in the summer and it may be players that end up competing with Saliba. But the growing suspicion is that a wide forward Bailey is going to be targeted with a number of players now being linked with Arsenal in the position. Of course, last week we saw the, the rumours emerge, or the start of this week, rather, the the, uh, the rumours regarding Cody Gakpo being linked with the club. Uh, and yesterday, some interesting news about Arsenal asking to be kept in the loop regarding Rafinha's future. He looks, in my view, very, very much closer to a move to Barcelona, and Barcelona are very, very keen to to bring him in. But do you find it interesting that Arsenal have, have kind of, you know, they've put their fingers in all the pies of these wide forwards, and Rafinha seems to be the next one? Yeah, it is interesting. I think he was looking at, of course, left wingers. Marcus Rashford have been left uh, linked mm-hmm. to. He's more of a left winger. Cody Gakpo as well. He's more of a left winger. So now we're going on to the right hand side, which is interesting to say the least, because we have Bakari Saka and Nicola Pepe there. So I don't know what that means for Nicola Pepe's future. We shall, we shall see. But Rafinha, of course, he's a quality player. He's shown it at Leeds, and I think if he's available, you go and get him. Why don't you? If he's available, you have to sign him. So. Maybe Arsenal thinking of that. And it is interesting that we are strengthening, strengthening in the wing position, though, because I feel like that's where we're almost strongest 
in in the in the, in the pitch. So it is interesting mm-hmm. to see. So maybe we will see a shake up in the in the wide field positions this summer. Chris, what do you make of Rafinha? Do you think he's a player that like, you'd be keen on seeing joining Arsenal, or are there other profiles that you prefer? I think there's other profiles I prefer. I, I wouldn't be against it if he joined because he is a talented player. I just think maybe in terms of profile and who would be better suited to our system and the obviously the project that's being built, um, Gak, someone like Gakpo would be would be a better option. You know, he's versatile. He can play in that centre forward role. Um, play on either wing, he's young, he, he's, he's very, very talented, high ceiling, um, a leader as well. We've seen, it, seen him uh, captain uh, PSV Eindhoven on several occasions, very, very highly rated. I think, you know, the fact that Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Man City have also reportedly you know, signalled interest in the player just goes to show, you know, what a big talent he is. Um, so I think definitely for the long term and to... Um, complement some of the other players around him. Um, uh, the versatility side of it as well, I think, is key. You know, it provides extra options in, in, in the uh, in the attack, which obviously we know Arteta loves his players to have versatility. I think someone like Cody Gakpo would be my pick. But um, it, it, as Bailey's sort of saying, it's you know, it's good that we're we're being linked with these sort of players and these names because hopefully it's a sign of an ambitious summer. Uh, you know, mm. Arteta said it's time to take things to another level. Um, and by that, I would imagine he means, you know, it's time to get some really like top quality players in to complement some of the younger heads we got in last summer. So, um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how the summer pans out. Obviously, we've created a lot of space in the squad, which would then obviously create um, a bit more space on the wage bill as well. So um, we've got the resources, absolutely. And we've... Look, I think we've got the project and we've actually got a squad now which should be, you know, intriguing to potential targets. You know, we're, we're, we're progressing on the pitch. We've built a young but very talented squad. Got a talented young head manager in charge, should I say now. Um, and, you know, we're pushing for Champions League qualification. If we can get that Champions League qualification, then, you know, names like Rafinha and Cody Gakpo, they've become a lot more realistic for us as well. Speaking of Champions League qualification, uh, it nicely brings us on to the final topic of this morning's show. And it's something I'm intrigued to get a lot of thoughts around from our chat box as well. And that's about the possible format adding two historical merit place positions to get into the Champions League. This is with the reform of of the competition, I think, that goes ahead in 2025-6 or 6-7, one of the two seasons at least, uh, that will obviously see it move from a group stage competition to a round robin. Uh, I obviously want Arsenal to be part of of the Champions League, but the the reform and the changes I was almost on board with until uh, I found out, certainly about with... This idea that two teams will be given a place in the competition based upon what they've done. And I mean, Bailey, when you think about it, I mean, teams like Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest deserve to be in it over Arsenal, speaking very humbly, like they've won the competition. We've not won the Champions League, we've not won the European Cup. Why is it that these teams should? And do you think there's a level of hypocrisy relating to the Super League uh, fiasco? Of course, it has always been that, has always been the case. But, um, yeah, I don't want to get too political, get too, too many politics, but that has all, literally always been the case with UEFA. Um, I think this is a real... It's disappointing because it could kill the competitiveness of the Premier League as well. Because, for example, let's say Arsenal, Man United and Chelsea have a poor season and they have to fight to get back into the top four. Suddenly, they won't need to get in the top four because their place is already secure. 
for next season. So I think it really does. That is really disappointing. I did expect this when they were announcing the reforms. I was like, this isn't good. I feel like this is only going in one direction. It's not for us, not for the fans, not for the enjoyment of football. It's for the it's for to include more teams and, and more revenue, of course. So I wasn't too I wasn't too happy with that. But now this has just made it even worse. I think yes, it's good to have the best clubs in the best competition, but I think you have to earn your place. You have to earn your place. You have a right and you have to get there by merit. And as you said, with the Super League, that's, that's that was a big that was a big negative point of the Super League was the fact that you could use your place was guaranteed there. So the fact that UEFA are now including that into their competition says a mm. lot. Yeah, it says it's mad. I was I was talking about this this morning, saying that how can Seferin sit there and criticise the Super League and then just do the exact same thing and talk about kind of historical merit for certain clubs. It seems, Chris, that this is just the way in which if clubs like United or Real Madrid or Barcelona fall out of the competition for whatever reason, they've got an excuse to keep them in it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, we when the Super League came about and as Bailey touched on there, I mean, there was always going to be a danger of it coming back and obviously different plans for the Champions League being put in place, you know, FIFA and UEFA, whoever it is, always looking to make changes and tweaks. But um, and I'm pretty old school with it all, to be honest. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one when I say, look, when when things work and when things are okay as they are, what what is the point in changing them? And I, I get that with the times, we also have to move and we also have to change, etc. But look, football is about football sporting merit it's about you know being fair and you know Bailey touched on it there the teams that you know not just the Champions League but the World Cup and whatever Europa League the major European competitions the major international competitions the teams that are in it or participating in it you know should be there because they've worked hard for it they've qualified for it in the right way just like the rest of the teams are you play a set amount of games um, if you reach a, far, a certain stage or if you reach a certain amount of points, you go through or if you don't, you're, you're out, etc. You know, that's the way it should always be for me. Um, look, I mean, if there's, of course, it's not easy to see. It's easy to sit here and, and say, look, you know, if it means Arsenal have a better chance of securing Champions League football, then that's great. But at the same time, you know, um, it, it should always be done in the, in the fair and in the, in the right way. So, um there's always going to be these tweaks and these plans in place i think um from from the you know whether it is fifa or whether it is uefa whoever in football they have the the power don't they at the end of the day and they have people there that want to try and maybe get more money and put different plans in place but um yeah like i said i'm pretty old school and i just think you know if if things work now as they are then really what's the point in changing it Again, have some reaction from you guys in the chat box. Uh, Colin says, not a fan of this. Need to earn it to be in it. Uh, Albrecht says, clear no to this. It's a weird reform. Zana, though, points out the Times reported yesterday that the aspects could be scrapped. UEFA want uh, to keep the big clubs in it so the revenue doesn't drop off, but I think it will get enough backlash for it not to happen for now. Uh, Vinny says, teams getting in without merit is to appease the Super League clubs. It's a joke. If you're not good enough to qualify, then tough. Paul says, the quality of the Champions League is definitely dropped especially in the group stages so many dead ties for neutral fans as i said i'm not too 
you know, against the idea of reforming the group stage into a round-robin system, I think it will create more entertaining fixtures. And I don't think it necessarily changes too much about the competition besides the fact you're playing an extra game uh, in what would be the group stage period because you'd have the, I think it's two extra games, wouldn't it? Because you'd be playing four, uh, the three home and away games. Is it even four games? Because I think you might play at the five home and five away. So it would be four extra games during that period. I don't know when they would fit them in. Um, so that is the change. If it was, say, four games, I might be able to get more on board with it. Five might be too much home and away and additional four matches in total is, is asking a lot. You're also going to see this change with the Europa League and the Conference League. So they're all going to see this format introduced. It just seems a little bit strange from my perspective. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, this is our new time for these shows at 10 a.m., every single weekday so do join us at the new time bailey thank you so much for coming on the show really appreciate your time thank you as always tc chris and guys in the comment section too absolutely chris always a pleasure my friend always a pleasure tc thanks mate thank you bailey and thank you to everyone tuning in this morning i hope everyone has a great day indeed we will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m for the next episode of the show and you'll obviously be able to catch up all more content on the arsenal way as we are ever closer to that game on monday please let it go as fast as feasibly possible we'll see you soon have a great day and as always keep following us down the arsenal way glory line, glory line, glory line.